0: Hey, this is H1, and we're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. Now today I got something special for you. H1 has something special that he wanted to do for a very long time, but he didn't get a chance to because he's lazy and he likes to procrastinate a lot of times watching Netflix shows. But anyway, I got chess miniatures, and these chess miniatures are just short games that were recorded at chess tournaments and so i have three of them today that i want to go over just to try it out just to see how y'all feeling and this is going to help you with not only like keeping up with me following me follow along as i talk about these um chess moves but if you want to practice on your chess visualization then you can do that too all right. So if you're like above 1,000 rating, then you should be following me on the visualization. But if you're just now practicing and starting how to play chess, then I would um, suggest that you get a chess board and actually um, follow the moves of what I'm telling you. Now, you probably don't know. Um, Actually, I'm not even going to assume that you don't know what chess notation is, but I will look that up first before you even start listening, trying to um, do the moves on your own. But if you're experienced in it and you already know what algebraic notation is, then you're good. You're Gucci. So this is what I want you to do. Sit back, relax, enjoy the show, learn some stuff, stay focused. Don't do this while you're driving, of course. And let's go to the next segment. All right. Let's do it! Let's do it! Yeah, dude. Come on. Come on. Hey, so we are going to be starting the first game. Now, before I start this first game, for all my beginners out there, I would just like to say that the chessboard has to be set up correctly. So please just Google it. You know what I mean? Just Google it. Make sure that the white pieces are on the, the first and second rank and the black pieces are on the seventh and eighth rank. Make sure that the, the light color square is on H1. Make sure that your queen is always matching the same square that she's um, started on so that you can follow me when I'm talking about chess notation. Okay? This is for your benefit and I'm trying to help you out. Now, for everybody who is trying to do the chess visualization, I would take a second and just um, memorize and just really try to see a chessboard. Try to imagine that the the pawns are on the second rank and the seventh rank. Imagine where the, the rooks are. The rook is at A1 and H1. Because when we did this before, I would tell you where the pieces were, and you would have to figure out the the best move in that situation. But now we have a lot more pieces on the chessboard, and the more you play chess, the more experience you get, the the better the visualization would be. Now, let's get started on this first chess game. Now, this first chess game is a little bit easy. The white pieces, um, the white pieces, the guy who has the white pieces, his name is Lance, Lance Darling, and the person who has the black pieces is richard wood now these are both kind of um awkward names but these are real chess players hopefully i think i don't know i just found it it's a good learning process but anyway this is just two moves so let's get started the first game uh the first move by white we have g4 White does G4. Black does E6. Black does E6. White does F4. White does F4. Now, at this moment, the white pawns should be pushed up to G4 and F4 and the black pawn is pushed up to e6. And so the order of the moves for white was g4, then for black, e6, and then for white, f4. Now in this moment, what is black's best move? What is black's best move? Now you might be thinking, you know, not a lot of things were moved or pushed because it was only two moves. Well, in these two moves, White did the worst possible move. And actually, this is uh, this is called the fool's mate. And let me just rephrase the question. Instead of saying, what is the best move? And hopefully you paused when I, when I asked that question to you. Let me say... Do you see checkmate in one? Do you see checkmate in one? And if you've seen it, it's pretty easy. It's a simple one because Black can only move two powerful pieces, which it, which is the bishop on f8 and the queen on d8. And so once we move that bad queen to h4, hitting that, hitting that king on that h4 to e1 diagonal, then that is checkmate. There is no way for the white king to get out of check. There's no bishop, no knight, no rook, no pawn to block the check. The king cannot avoid the check in any way. And the white pieces cannot capture the piece that is checking the white king. So, It is checkmate. Now, how could you avoid this in your own games? Well, first of all, never push up G4 and F4 on your first few moves. That is like the worst thing to be doing. Especially G4 is called an open, it's called the grab. It's already been pretty much... There's like a set of moves that pretty much proves that... White gets no advantage. Even on the computer side, I'm looking at the engine. It's saying that once White did G4, they're already point, negative five. They're already in the negative. So starting off the move with G4 is not the best strategy. Now, as you get better, you know, I'm not saying that you cannot win with it. I'm not saying that no person can win with it. I'm just saying to get better in chess, this is probably the worst opening to start off with. So G4 and F4 should be banished from your mind forever, and you should not be starting out with those moves. Now, that's pretty much how it's going to be going for the next two games that I'm going to be discussing. Hopefully I did everything correctly where you actually visualized it or you got it. You did the moves on your chessboard. So, we got the second game. In the second game, the white pieces is David, David Gross, as his last name is actually David Gross. He is a 2465 rated pl- player. And he, he's been probably doing good things in his life. You know what I mean? He probably isn't, um, uh, just based off of his name, probably not a clean person. But at the same time, I can see that, you know, he's successful. He can clearly beat me with that rating. Now, the black pieces, his name is Michael. Michael B- Bujake. Boojack. Bu- you know what I mean? That's that's his name. He's rated 2121. Hey, Jinx on that one, 21, but you know, we're going to see how this goes. It is a it is a game that's only about 9 moves. And I know this is like a, a big difference from the game that was two moves, but I think you can go the extra mile if you just push yourself really hard. So I will try to visualize it first and then If you're kind of getting unclear about the situation I would get a chessboard out and try to play the moves to follow along all right okay h1 is carrying you right now you're the baby and I'm the and I'm the cradle right I'm carrying you right now I'm gonna make sure that you're not falling falling out of that tree you know what I mean because I want you to get better I want you to be able to visualize things because once you're able to visualize things, then you're not going to have trouble doing that in important chess tournaments or online chess or you can just do it anywhere and you won't have any problem with it. If all of H1 people who are watching this right now, all of the H1 audience that's watching this right now, if I can get all of you to visualize a chess game in 10 moves, then you're you're straight. You're good. You know, you Gucci. But, let's get into it. The white piece is David. The black piece is Michael. So, white goes first. White to E4. Black to E5. White to Knight F3. Black to Knight C6. White Bishop, B5. Black, F5. White, D3. Black, F takes E4. White, D takes E4. Black, Knight, F6. Now, if we stop right here, we just stopped on the fifth move. If you made it this far, then congratulations, you are the bomb. Now, I'm not saying that you are the bomb just because, you know, C4 wasn't played yet. But at the same time, if you made it this far, then you are you are the goat. Like people say, you are pushing P. I think that's a new term. I don't know exactly what it means. Let me, if y'all don't mind, let me just look up what that means for very quick I, everybody's always saying this new term like and plus you know all these kids are saying it oh i guess i guess it's a song that's called pushing p for some reason and maybe i'm acting like an old head for trying to look this up on google uh, excuse me but i guess pushing p means i'm um, keeping it real keeping it real okay and now I guess this is a new slang on TikTok or something else. So we're just gonna add that to our to our chest slang right quick and say that um, they're both pushing P. They're they're doing their job. They're doing good. You know they're keeping it real. Nobody make nobody messed up. Now I will say that I don't know exactly if. lot of people play this opening Maybe, maybe i don't know if exactly if they play this opening still but this is called the roy lopez um skillman defense so black pushed up f5 and that was interesting and we got the the knight going up there and then we got the the bishop on b5 that has not been attacked yet by the a6 pawn and so i mean by the a7 pawn and that's and that's wonderful because that's our main bishop on the Roy Lopez. So now by black doing knight f6, now our e4 pawn is being attacked. And we're gonna have to either take care of that or ignore it. It's David's choice, David Gross' choice. And he is the 2465 rated player. So you can trust and believe that David is is no joke. Let's let's continue and if you wasn't keeping up i'm gonna repeat the moves again white played e4 the first move black e5 second move for white knight f3 black move knight c6 white move bishop b5 black move f5 white move d3 black move f takes e4 white move d takes e4 black move, knight f6. Now, as I continue on doing this, I will not be repeating moves all the time. I would just, uh, you know, just trust that you can just rewind whatever I'm saying and you can get the right idea on the moves. Alright? So, this is the 6th move. And it's white's move. So, the white move, knight c3, Black, bishop, c5. White, bishop, g5. Black, castle, kingside. Now, there is a big problem with this move. And the big problem will be evident pretty soon. But before I share with you the problem of this position, do you know what is white's best move? Do you know... What caused Black to resign in the next two moves? Well, if you want to pause it right now, you can. But let's talk about this first. The knight on f6 is being pinned by the bishop on g5. Now, the piece that is behind the pin piece is Black's queen. So, if Black ever moved that knight then black's queen will be taken by the bishop on g5 now that's what a pin is when a piece can't move because there's a higher important piece behind it that you can't just waste it because you don't want to have a losing position i always talk about overwhelming your opponent and having pins can definitely put a strain on your opponent's position now, this pin is important. It's important because um, it's going to cause Black's position to just be a little bit more horrible. And let me explain. When Black castled his kink, the G8 to A2 diagonal weakened tremendously. And if that knight on f6 was not right there, then queen d5 or bishop c4, one of those moves can directly check the black king. Well, I guess bishop c4, you can check the black king. But anyway, the knight is a crucial piece in that, in that debacle, you know, just create a new word, you know what I mean? Debacle. Debacle. Nobody use that word in a normal sense. You you already know H one use all these words for no reason. But you know when you look at this position, you got the pin piece, and I talked about the check. So talking about these few things, um, the first thing you want to look at is do Black have any threats? And the only threat that Black has is taking that f2 pawn but that's that's not really a, a good threat at the moment because what white has is two forcing moves so the next two moves if you already paused and found this out then congrats on you is white plays bishop takes f6 black plays queen takes f6 Then white plays the winning move, queen d5 check. What is this queen d5 check doing? Because it seems like black is kind of forming the the firepower on the f file, you know what I mean? Just trying to attack that f two pawn, but that knight f three, but that knight on f three is kind of stopping all the tension on the f two pawn. And the white king isn't exactly castled yet, but it's going to castle on the next move. But this queen d five move does two things. First, it checks the black king on g eight. So, when this black king moves, you know what happens next? Queen takes c5. What's on c5? Of course, the bishop. The bishop is on c5, and it's ready to be captured. So, this is important when you get into positions like this. If you go two moves back to when black castled, it's good to look at all your forcing moves. All your captures, checks, and threats that's exactly what i did i looked at the weak diagonal i looked at the pin i looked at if we captured the knight what would happen how would that change the position and that changed and that changed the position tremendously because we get to get the massive fork off of attacking the king and the bishop and black has to move the king so we get a free bishop And that's how the game ended for Michael. David won this, and I'm pretty sure he was happy about getting a quick win with the Miniature. Final game we have as the white pieces, email sazlazi Yeah, I'm just gonna say it like that. Sazlazi. It's S-Z-A-L-A-N-C-Z-Y. And I am horrible at names, so I am really sorry if I get something wrong. Now the black pieces is Alfred. And Alfred just seems like a guy that's gonna whoop some butt. Because, you know, Alfred is basically the butler of Batman, and you don't want to mess with an Alfred. I learned at a very young age not to go at an Alfred sideways, because I already know if I go to Alfred sideways, Robin might be right around the corner. Now, the white piece's full name is Alfred Walner, and... I don't think that there's a specific rating. And remember, these games are pretty old. They say that the site of this game was Budapest. And um, and the date was probably in 1982. But they give me question marks. So I I don't know if I can really trust the question marks exactly. But I do know we're going to be going over this nine-move game. Now, if you don't like the 9-move game, if you want to step it up like 4-move, 5-move, 6-move, just let me know. I can I can do that slowly, slowly but surely, until you get to the moment where H1 taught you enough to look at a 20-move game, then I'm going to be proud of you. Then I know, then I know that I did my job. All right, so the first move by white, this is the starting position, is E4, Black, c5. White, knight, f3. Black, knight, c6. Now, if you look at the position, this is the start of a Sicilian defense, old Sicilian. Alright? Because you got that e4 pawn up, and then we got the c5 pawn up. That's the start of a Sicilian defense. Now, we're on the third move. And the third move by white is d4. Now we're in a Sicilian defense open. Black does, c takes d4. White, knight takes d4. Black, knight f6. Attacking that e4 pawn. White does, knight c3. Black, d6. And now, since d6 was played, we are in a Sicilian defense classical variation. Now, the point of d6 is to get that light square bishop out anytime soon, which might be coming out to bishop g4 or bishop d7, because the main purpose of the opening is to develop your pieces on every single move. If you're developing your pieces faster than your opponent, then you have a chance of getting a winning position in the future and that's all you need that's that's the main goal of what you want to begin the game off you want to make sure that you're overwhelming your opponent to get a winning position remember that all right the sixth move bishop e3 black knight g4 white bishop g5 And this move is usually played because the two bishops is definitely better than the two knights. So white doesn't want to get rid of their good bishop, which was the bishop on e3 that moved to g5. Now, let's see how black handles this. Bishop d7, black black to move. That was black to move, the bishop d7. Now, white... Knight D5 Black H6 H6 was a terrible move. So what would you play if you was in white's position? If you was in White's position, what would you play? Would you move your bishop or would you find some other powerful move to move forward with your gameplay? Would you be more aggressive in this position? Because you're not really developed yet completely, and your king isn't castled. But is there some type of opportunity that you would be missing if you just push the bishop back that's being attacked on the g5 square? Well, yes, there would be something you'd be missing. And the move that White played in this position... Um, Was knight b5. The best move of the position. The move that is threatening knight c7. You know what happens after h takes g5 by black? Knight c7 by either knight. And black would have to capture with the queen. Because the king has no squares to go. And that's basically game over, so we don't want to do that. Let's go back to the ninth move, which was the knight b5 by white. Black did the only move that they thought that they can do, which was rook c8. And black's, net I mean, not black's next move, white's next move, the 10th move, which made black resign was knight takes d6 it's just beautiful just trapping the king in the center of the board I would hate to be black in this position because I would hate to look at the board and realize that oh snap I lost by three minor pieces without them even castling. This is why it's good to know your openings, know what you're trying to do in the beginning so that you can actually play a full chess game and actually, you know, reach an end game. I want to lose at an end game, not in the first eight moves or ten moves of the position. So, the lesson here is to know your openings, develop your pieces, always search for opportunities, even when you're being attacked alright alright we're at the conclusion let's get to the next segment and end this Been wanting to do this for a while now to just go over some short chess games, and hopefully you enjoyed this. I want to do this a lot more often so that people of all levels of chess could learn how to play chess on the H1 podcast. All right, so hopefully you got to get some knowledge and some chess wisdom from H1 on this podcast, and if you like it so much, then please follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of you who is on YouTube, please subscribe if you get to the end, and yes, these full episodes is on YouTube now, and on my Instagram, so you can, you can, you know, you can watch, listen to this on any device, software, possible that's out there, All right, I'm kind of like Batman, Superman, you know, I'm, I'm all the way out there for no reason. I can go to the stars and back. (laughs) I just be talking nonsense sometimes. But anyway, I'm glad that you could be here and enjoy the podcast. And you know what? Let's just run it back next time. All right. Peace.